This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Victor Carrasco. Victor is the Chief Executive Officer of the East Los Angeles Doctors Hospital. He'll talk to us about that hospital. He'll talk to us about what's going on in L.A. in L.A. County with COVID currently, and also advice for leaders, for emerging leaders. Victor, can you take a moment to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Victor Carrasco. I'm the current Chief Executive Officer for uh, East Los Angeles Doctors Hospital in, in Los Angeles. And tell us a little bit about Los Angeles, East Los Angeles Doctors Hospital, a little bit of the history, a few points of pride in the institution. Tell us a little bit about it. Sure. Uh, East Los Angeles Doctors Hospital uh, is a 127-bed community hospital. We uh, have been serving the East Los Angeles community for about 70 years. We're considered a safety net hospital in this community. Uh, we serve about a um, population of 1.5 million residents. And um, our community typically are, you know, uh, low-income, working poor. Uh, uh, some are new immigrants, uh, definitely an underserved community. Um, and typically, uh, you know, uh, have the basic services of the hospital, uh, emergency services, 24-hour, uh, uh, you know, emergency services. Uh, we do focus a lot on providing cost-effective quality care, um, you know, to, to this community. And, um, you know, as many hospitals have been impacted severely by uh, the COVID pandemic. And, and what are you seeing currently with the COVID pandemic? And then second, I want to ask, with safety net hospitals, how do safety net hospitals sort of get through the economic pandemic that also comes with this pandemic in terms of, I, 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 you know, I assume that a lot of the pay is indigent, a lot of it's Medicaid and so forth, and a lot of it's grants of different kinds. What are you seeing with COVID? And then I want to talk to you about the economics of safety in the hospital and how that looks going forward in a couple of years. Sure. So for um, the COVID pandemic has uh, certainly tested not only the fabric and the industry uh, as a whole, but in our local community, uh, we've, we're seeing a lot of uh, patients that are coming in. Uh, we've had two surges, one in July, well, three really, one in March, one in July, and the current one that we're under right now. Um, you know, in this, in this uh, surge, uh, we have seen quite a bit of severe illnesses and patients that are coming in late stages of COVID, usually younger uh, patients. And uh, we're affected severely uh, or disproportionately, A, because we serve a, uh, an underserved community to begin with. Uh, we often are the primary care for, for these patients, so it's not like they have access to telehealth, uh, which has uh, been a, a lifeline for many communities. But in ours, it's a little different. You know, our, our patients sometimes don't have access to Wi-Fi in their homes or even, uh, you know, services, cell phone services that would have the type of data packages. So things like that have contributed to uh, late sort of uh, diagnosis of COVID. Um, also, you know, we, we've seen, um, you know, many patients uh, with comorbidities, you know, such as diabetes, cardiovascular disease, which is predominant in our community, uh, and also been affected as a result of that. So that doesn't really help uh, matters uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, once they, they, they admit. Um, uh, Another issue we've seen is staffing. I think that's a that's a given for anybody, right? Our healthcare worker force was already, un, uh, you know, uh, low or, or underserved, and this community was underserved uh, medically, and uh, the staffing has been challenging at, at most, not only 
locally, but, you know, within the county of L.A. and obviously the state and obviously the, the, the country. But it does uh, affect us uh, quite a bit. Um, not only have we seen an early exit of uh, professionals from the industry, uh, locally we've seen that, um, you know, obviously very acutely here, um, nurses retiring early, some physicians retiring early, some physicians self-quarantining um, because of this pandemic. Um, you know, in our community, uh, we have uh, an issue with uh, physicians that are at the end of their careers and not necessarily want to take that risk. Uh, so that, that adds a, a challenge to us. But, you know, the good thing is that we're also very creative and uh, have uh, used telehealth to our advantage. So that has helped um, uh, to sort of, you know, fill that gap uh, in care. And, and then, Victor, talk for a moment about a remarkable job taking care of one of the nation's safety net hospitals. How does the hospital economically get through this period of time? Talk to us about that. Then I want to ask you about advice for leaders. Sure. So, you know, East L.A. is, is primary mission is to uh, serve this community uh, in terms of uh, the best quality health care uh, that we can provide. And, you know, you add the burden of, uh, you know, uh, reimbursement and the disproportionate amount of uh, Medicaid or Medi-Cal patients that we have, uh, about 60-70% of our patients uh, qualify for some form of uh, Medi-Cal, Medicaid benefits. And uh, it, it's tough. I, I, I won't deny that. But I think the uh, the creativity around making sure that we, uh, you know, watch our, our spending. We focus on, um, you know, our, our census and our, our daily staffing uh, very acutely um, every single day to ensure uh, that we have the right coverage, but also that we're watching our dollars. Um, you know, even though there was a, an increase in uh, some reimbursement through the government, specifically CMS, uh, it, it does affect us because that even that increase has not necessarily allowed us to you know, be as, um, as uh, to cover our, uh, in our costs as much as we like. Uh, but um, we, we're very careful on how we spend our dollars and where we spend our dollars. But I think the, the bigger picture is uh, this pandemic uh, has definitely changed sort of uh, the economics of healthcare as a whole, uh, as well as even utilization patterns. You know, in, in the past, you know, we would have you know, quite a bit of uh, ER uh, visits um, and even admissions, but we've seen that decrease, A, because of the pandemic, but we also think that there may be or may have been some uh, form of overutilization, especially in a community like ours due to the lack of primary care. So I think, if anything, that's been a lesson learned out of all of this and, and something that will change and hopefully will change, you know, how uh, our patients in communities like this access care or whether there are, there will be additional, uh, you know, uh, ways that we can produce additional clinics uh, as, as well as additional access to care. As a matter of fact, uh, we as a hospital did decide this year uh, to add a specific hospital-based clinic to open in January uh, as a result of, of what we see in the community. Uh, lack of uh, access to specialists in our community, lack of, you know, primary care uh, providers. Uh, so that has been a very positive thing that came out of this. Fantastic. And, and talk to us a little bit, Victor. You're a level-headed, great leader. 
talk a little bit about what advice you would give to emerging leaders and being good leaders. You know, I've been thinking about that question um, and that concept for a while. Um, I think pre-COVID and post-COVID, and I think during COVID, right? Because I think that uh, leaders need to understand their leadership style and to be flexible to the situation that they're managing. You know, I have uh, three basic sort of uh, pieces of advice that, that I would give any leader at any level, uh, especially those that are coming into, into leadership. I think that one thing that has helped us tremendously is to communicate um, often, uh, to communicate clearly, uh, but to communicate with empathy. I think that that has uh, helped us to really understand some of the issues that we have uh, not only here in the hospital, but how to how to deal with and respond to some of the issues that have come up. Um, I think the second one would be, you know, to really understand your leadership style uh, and be prepared on how you're going to respond. Um, to respond again with with an uh, open mind and to actively listen. I think we forget a lot of times uh, what that means. Uh, to really listen to what are the issues. There are times when, you know, staff come up to me and, and they just really want to vent. There's there's nothing really that they want me to do, but just to vent. And I think that has helped a lot. And, and really that's the last part is, is to uh, to be that individual that, you know, people can come to you and and, and be open and, and be vulnerable. And I think that that's very important, specifically right now and where everybody is, uh, you know, overwhelmed and and even uh, burning out. I think that's very important. And the empathy point is so, so critical. I mean, in so many levels. And also this concept of when somebody wants to vent to you, sometimes you have to understand, and I I love how you put this, that they're really just wanting to vent to you as opposed to trying to solve their problem that moment. They they just really want to be they have a chance to vent and let the let you know how they're thinking, and it goes hand in hand with your point of empathy. I mean, it's it's a fascinating point in empathy. I, it, it's so many different issues that come out of that discussion, which we'll have a different time. Victor, I want to thank you for joining the Becker's Healthcare Podcast today and and uh, East Los, Los Angeles Doctors Hospital. Just magnificent and and great work you're doing in caring for an underserved community, and and just fantastic what you do. Thank you very much. Thank you, Scott.